Hi friends, it's Pastor Drew Wilkerson from Bridgewater Church. Hey, thanks for stopping by this podcast. It's our prayer that as you listen, God will speak to your heart and you will feel inspired and you'll learn new things that will help you in your daily walk with God and just in life in general. So again, thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bridgewater Church. I am excited to actually be with you because last Sunday, we got six inches of snow, and it created all kind of havoc. It was beautiful, but we could not have church in-house, and I was so thankful for all of you online. So welcome again to our ministry, our worship, our time together, and let's get excited about this new series called Keep Knocking. Last week, Jesus taught his disciples to pray hopefully. No matter how difficult the circumstances, we must be willing to pray with boldness, audacity, and we have to keep knocking because God wants a partnership with us. Now we're going to add another layer to that this week, and today we're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to package this message with this beautiful thought that God empowers us and expects us to pray gratefully. Are you a person of gratitude. Think about the definition. Gratitude means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness, living in a state of thankfulness. Now, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? I don't know that I can literally say that I live in a state of thankfulness, but I want to I want to be a man with a grateful heart. And there have been scientific studies done that demonstrate four great outcomes of people who have gratitude in their life on a regular basis. When we're grateful, we feel better overall, physically, mentally, and spiritually. When we're grateful, we sleep better. We have fewer worries and more peace. When we're grateful, we feel less depressed and make room for more joy. And when we're grateful, we are more generous to others. But let's face it. It can be so difficult to have a grateful heart, a mind full of thankfulness, when we are struggling with the things in everyday life. Becoming grateful is not as easy as it sounds. But today, Jesus is going to give us three essential insights to remind us that in all things, in every season, prayer that is rooted in gratitude are prayers that God wants to hear and answer. So we've got an incredible story found in Luke chapter 17, and we're going to begin with verses 11 through 13. Let's look at this together. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border 
between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, I know it's a short verse. I know that it's an interesting story, but what we have to do is literally take time to unpack how unique this encounter was for Jesus with these lepers. And it all starts with the number 10. There were 10 men that were together and they had leprosy. What, what is leprosy? Well, in biblical days, it could be any kind of infectious disease that required by Jewish law for the people with this leprosy to be isolated and set apart from everyone else. I think more than ever, we all got a taste of that in the pandemic. Well, imagine being 10 lepers that were said you can't associate with anyone but people like you, yourselves. And Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem when these 10 men realize that he's coming. They stand at a distance and begin to call out to Jesus for help. The thing that's always interesting to me is that no matter what Jesus had on his mind or a direction he was going, like in this case, Jerusalem, he always had time to stop. Jesus was always willing to take time to help and to heal. But there's something else about this story that is also incredibly different. And that is that of the ten men, nine were Jewish and one is a Samaritan. Don't forget the geography that Luke gives to us. Jesus is walking along the border of Samaria and Galilee. Somehow, these nine Jewish men, who would have never had anything to do with a Samaritan, has welcomed this foreigner into their group, and, and the Samaritan was apparently grateful for the company. But what, what is the binding factor in all of this is their pain. Think about it. I can't even imagine how much pain these men had, not just from their disease, but from their isolation, from being set apart. We can relate to this. Sadly, when we're in pain, often our sorrow can consume us. Even when we don't want to think about our pain, we know that it's there. And it has a way of, of bringing doubt and fear, maybe even anger and being upset. Ironically, though, in this story, it's the pain that these ten men were, were experiencing that united them together. Their pain united them together. And think about this. It was in their pain that one of the greatest doors of gratitude and help was about to open. Suddenly their pain moved them 
from complaining together to crying out together. They began shouting out as one voice to Jesus, even though he was from a distance or at a distance, even though they felt separate. Man, can you relate to this? Have you ever felt like Jesus was at a distance? Have you ever felt separated from God? Listen, that's when these 10 lepers began to teach us an invaluable lesson. In fact, here's our first insight. Pain is the veil of gratitude. Now, we're talking about prayer. How do you keep knocking when you're in so much pain? Well, the reality is, is that pain is like a veil that is, is keeping us from the gift of God's gratitude that helps to bring healing and wholeness. I, I want to make sure you're getting this. And so Elizabeth Elliot, a missionary who lost her husband years and years ago to uh, the desire to reach the Akua Indians, later after losing her husband, she wrote this. Whatever is in the cup that God is offering to me, whether it be pain and sorrow and suffering and grief, along with the many more joys. I'm willing to take because I trust him, because I know that what God wants for me is the very best. Do, do you see this? Do you understand this? Oftentimes, when we're in our greatest pain, it feels like a veil that is separating us from God's love and and the answers to prayer that we're seeking. But actually, it's the opposite. Pain literally is a veil waiting to be removed to experience God's grace and God's love and God's power. It reminds me of the beautiful day that I got married to Kay. And Kay had a veil on as many brides used to wear. And when she came down the aisle... Her father, Bob, helped her with the veil, and I was able to see clearly in that moment. That's exactly what God wants to do. God wants to lift the veil of pain and answer our prayers because there is a, a gift of gratitude if we'll receive it even when we're hurting. Notice that these lepers didn't bark out orders to Jesus. They didn't even say, heal us. What they asked was for Jesus to stop, to take notice of them. In fact, literally when they called out, Master, have mercy, the, the literal rendering is, Jesus, show us your goodness. Too many times when we're struggling in our pain, we leak on other people. We're angry. We're upset. We, we turn inwardly to ourselves instead of turning outwardly to God. In fact, I want to challenge us this morning. I think the lepers and Jesus are teaching us an, an incredible truth. And I, I wanted to share this with you, and so we have it on the screen for us today. Listen to this. Our greatest difficulties in life will always present opportunities 
opportunities to embrace pain and blessing with the realization that the power to move forward is found in giving thanks for both with a grateful heart. Wow. We're going to keep knocking. We're going to pray. But I really believe this, that pain is the veil of gratitude that needs to be lifted even when we're hurting so that we can connect with God in our most deepest sorrows and our most troubling moments. Let's continue with the story. Luke 17, 14, we read this incredible insight. When he saw them, notice Jesus isn't up against them. He isn't touching them. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Can I read that last line? And as they went, they were cleansed. Here's our next invaluable insight. Faith is the oil of gratitude. What amazes me about this story is that Luke shares with us that Jesus didn't immediately heal these men. Instead, Jesus tells them to respect Jewish protocol, go and make a declaration of their health and healing to the priest. I don't know about you, but I can hear the leper's thoughts at first, can't you? Jesus, we need to go to the very people who have alienated us? Jesus, why don't you just heal us right now? And think about the Samaritan. You're asking me to find a Jewish priest and go make a declaration to someone, to a group of people that have isolated us, that, that don't respect us? Think about the, the beautiful story. We're not going to get into it, but think about uh, the good Samaritan. And that parable that Jesus told. There was such a, a, a difference between Samaritans and Jewish people. And Jewish people and Samaritans did not get along at all. There was no gratitude. However, don't forget our insight. Here's our second insight. Faith is the oil of gratitude. We're told that they took off. We're told that as they began to walk by faith, they were cleansed. In fact, their faith resulted in obedience even in the midst of their pain and their struggle. Wow, I get this wrong sometimes. I think, God, if you'll, you'll heal me, I'll be grateful. If you'll heal me, then I can have the faith to be obedient. Jesus says no. He didn't need to touch these men. He didn't need to go up and stand with them and give some theological insight to, to prompt them to be obedient. No, no. Faith was the oil of gratitude. In faith, 
God was anointing them with healing oil from heaven as they walked in their, in their healing, they were cleansed. I'm, I, I read a story recently about an answer to prayer. Uh, Elna Lindman told the story of how when she got home from work, the skies let loose. There was a torrential downpour. The wind was blowing. There was thunder and massive lightning. She knew that one of her older boys had already gotten home. But she had another son, Roger, who worked varied hours in a museum, and she knew that he would probably be on his way home. But power lines were coming down, and, and as a mom, she began to feel the pain of fear. And she prayed. She prayed for God's guidance. Well, Elna and her husband were sitting down to dinner when they got a call from their son, Roger. He said, Mom, you're not going to believe this. I had locked up the museum, and I was on my way out the back door because it was closest to where I had parked my truck. But all the lights were out. Power lines were down. I couldn't see a thing. It was so black. And as I went down the stairs, I realized there was a huge, huge puddle of water. And I was trying to think, how am I going to navigate this to get to the car? Suddenly, the lightning flashed, and Roger told his mother, I saw in that instance that a downed power line was laying in that puddle. If Roger had stepped in, he would have been killed instantly. And of course, he laughed and he said, Mom, I decided to go out the front door instead of the back. But this is what really grabbed my thoughts when I read this story. Elna said this. She said, I had prayed and asked God to protect Roger from the storm. God used the storm to protect Roger. Can I read it one more time? I had prayed and asked God to protect Roger from the storm, but God used the storm to protect Roger. I think it's essential that you and I realize that in the midst of our greatest pain, fears, and concern, God wants to remove that veil and the way that it's removed is by faith. In fact, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, we were taught, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let me put it another way. Faith is the oil of gratitude that empowers us to hope for and become assured about what we do not see. We must boldly keep knocking in prayer, even when we're hurting, especially when we're struggling. But we don't just do it in a sense of frustration or despair. By faith, we become grateful. By faith, we praise God in the midst of the storm because God is using the storms in order to bring us into 
a right relationship of joy with him. That leads us to our last insight. Here's how the story concludes. It's powerful. Luke 17, 15 through 19. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give God, give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Here's our third incredible insight. Praise is the attitude of gratitude. Isn't this a mind-blowing story? All ten men were healed. All ten. But only the Samaritan comes back with a grateful heart and gives God all the praise. He falls at the feet of Jesus and he wants to thank him. And think about the difference in this man. Physically, he's completely healed. But spiritually, he's completely transformed. In fact, Jesus says to him, get up. Your faith has made you whole. In Psalm 103, verse 2, the psalmist gives us an insight we cannot afford to overlook. He writes, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He has done for me. Can I read that psalm again? Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done for me. Here's this third incredible insight. Praise is our attitude of gratitude, not just when we're healed. Praise begins as an attitude of gratefulness when we're praying and we're seeking God. We're moving forward in the midst of our struggles with praise. It's so tempting to talk about how we don't feel well, how things aren't going right, what we're upset about. We all fall into that trap. And it becomes an obstacle that we have to overcome when we pray. But what we learn in this story is from Jesus that if we're going to keep knocking and, and have prayers answered, we have to pray with gratitude. Ask God to remove the veil of pain. But even while we can't see what's, what's happening, what's going to take place next, we still come in faith and God anoints us with his, his healing oil. And we erupt in praise. Praise while we're walking in our healing. Praise when we are healed. The real question is, are we ready to give God praise for the season that we're in right now with abundantly grateful hearts? I often wonder what happened to the nine Jewish men. Were they completely healed? When they needed Jesus later, God's help later, was God available? But I think about this Samaritan, and I know he walked away having an encounter 
with Jesus that not only brought healing physically, but spiritually he was not the same. Because God had answered prayer. Praise is the attitude of gratitude. I was reading in the Old Testament in Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 3 are beautiful words that took on new meaning in light of this incredible story. Listen to what Isaiah the prophet wrote. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I want to encourage you this morning to keep knocking. I want to encourage you this morning, or whenever you're able to connect with this message, that regardless of the season that you're in, the struggles that you're facing, all of us need to be more grateful. In fact, the more grateful that we are, the more that this veil of pain is, is removed, new doors of opportunity come to us by faith. We have to walk in the healing that God is giving to us and we do it with an attitude of praise. That's, that's what it means to keep knocking in prayer. Not just when we're in the right mood or when everything's going well, but we want to put all of our faith, all of our trust in Jesus and to keep knocking. I wanted to look at this keep knocking prayer challenge card it's there on your screen and this is something that i really want to encourage you to do take the 21 day keep knocking prayer challenge commit to 721 this is something i've explained for several years but i love telling this because it's so simple seven minutes a day looking for two insights in God's word and in prayer, and asking God to give us one application for the day. In daily devotion with God, 721. But notice, we're also committing to pray with shameless audacity for the following request. And I want you to write those requests down. But more than that, in this message today, I want to add that now is the time for us to be grateful. Now is the time for us to lean in. And I want to challenge you in your 721 this week to actually get out a piece of paper, a notebook, 
get out your, your prayer journals, or for you guys, your captain's logs, and write out what you're grateful for. In the midst of all the struggles and the suffering, in, in, in the moments where you don't know what's going to happen next, and especially as God is answering prayer, write down what you're grateful for and begin to praise God and watch how God opens new doors. And I want to do that right now. I want us to pray together right now with a grateful heart. Let's unite as one family in this prayer. Father, we come before you with raised hands, raised arms, and we are grateful. God, I am grateful for you, Jesus, in every season. I'm grateful to be able to pray and seek you when I'm struggling. I praise you and thank you with a grateful heart for the beautiful answers that you've given to me. And God, one of those answers is this family. I praise you and thank you for the Bridgewater Church family. People we know and people we don't know yet. I praise you for a church that believes in the power of prayer. And I praise you for a word of God that says that your word will not return void. I praise you and thank you for the, the moments that we're living right now. And Jesus, I want to thank you for healing in the past, healing in the present, and healing in the future for those that are hearing your message and walking by faith. God, we come to you with grateful hearts. And this week, every day this week, we will give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you so much. I know that this is a challenging message. I get it. But I, I want to encourage you, please let me do that. No matter what you're going through, the mountain highs with God, the deep valleys where God is still present, let's be grateful. And never forget that you're loved. You are loved. And until we see each other again, keep knocking. And let's ask God to transform us like never before. I'll see you soon. Hey friends, thanks for listening. And if you want to be a part of our e-family, then all you have to do to join us is click the link below and you can check us out on our YouTube page. You can also join us on social media. And if you'd like to support the ministry, then just click the link to give. We're so grateful for all of our partners and together we can do more than we can alone. So again, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast and also thank you for helping us reach people around the world.